0: One of the things I was taught really early on was not to label myself, because when we do that, we put ourselves into a box and it limits our potential and our possibility. So I've really struggled with this, like, what, what am I capable of? Like, where is my limit? Welcome to Therapist Expanded where we
1: start a mental health revolution by living our dreams fully and freely beyond industry conditioning and taking every client with us because we'll only take them as far as we've gone. So join me, your host, Aaron Gibb, and my trailblazing guests and be revolutionary by expanding your mind and your life to your freest and fullest potential. Hello, revolutionaries. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. I'm very grateful that you're here. Today I'm doing a part one with Betty Delori. And part two will be next episode where we do a mini coaching episode. And today Betty's gonna tell us about herself. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. You can find out about Betty's new business and what she's launching into the world in the show notes. And also in the show notes, you'll find my Monday MindUps email list sign up. It's all about mindset shifting messages that are bite-sized, that really keep you on track with your deepest dreams and help you get to the bottom of what's derailing you. So I'd love to keep serving you there. And without further ado, here is my episode with Betty Delory. Okay, Betty, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Oh, well, thanks for having me. So I like to start with wondering about yourself, your work, and your passions in the field.
0: This is a tough question to answer. <laughs> I guess I would start by saying one of the things I was taught really early on was not to label myself because when we do that, we put ourselves into a box and it limits our potential and our possibility. So I've really struggled with this, like, what what am I capable of? Like, where is my limit? So I I try to keep that an open mind, but my passions are helping people. That really is what my passions are. And that's what drives me and guides me living in the North. There's a lot of trauma and it's something that's been around me and my family and my friends my whole life. So I've really always just wanted to make a difference where I can, especially for the North, I guess, because that's home, right? That's my part of the world. So I, I really care about that. So yeah, becoming a helper or a guy, I guess I see myself more as a guide than a, than a counselor or a therapist or a helper or anything. I, I just see myself as a person who's guiding other people to what they need to see, know or feel, To make the most change in their life yeah
1: and so to clarify for the listeners when betty says the north she means the arctic like above the 60th parallel northwest territories of canada the north that's a relative term i see that where i live (laughs) yeah the raptors basketball team in toronto says we the north on it i always laugh having lived in the arctic i'm like This is not the North, baby, but you know, it's relative. So I thought people would benefit from knowing that.
0: I do too. I benefit from knowing that. I just assume everyone thinks the North when I say the North. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: I understand. From living in the North, people used to say go down south and they meant Edmonton. When we say go down south here, we mean Florida. So Uh. it's all relative, (laughs) but that's beautiful. And so your experience of living in the North has really informed the way that you want to help people, who you want to help, and your sense of home and place. And how do you want to guide people? Just generally, how do you like to guide people or how are you gifted with guiding people?
0: I really rely on my intuition. It's heavily or rely on that. Growing up in the North, I I do identify as Aboriginal and I was raised with a lot of the cultural values that I mostly inherited from my grandmother and my mom and my aunties growing up we spent a lot of time talking about the land and nature and dreams and symbolism it was such a big part of every conversation we had and so it's something that when I'm working with people one of the things I I do often is it's like okay well we're not separate from nature we're a part of nature and when we're looking for answers nature gives all of those answers to us so it's looking it's looking to mother earth to understand things for example like we look at the river rivers are always in motion but they're only ever moving forward they never go back they can stop and pause but they never go back and this is one of the important things that we need to keep in mind is that as people we're always moving forward we're always evolving with nature we can look back but we can't go back does that make sense
1: absolutely yeah okay completely understand looking to nature because we are one with it we are nature Mm -hmm. and the lessons the ability to be mindful to me anytime i need to be mindful i just need to look at nature and it immediately elicits mindfulness in me that stillness and it and I'm looking at a tree right now and it's moving but it, it's a different stillness than maybe the human mind
0: quality yes 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 actually trees are my favorite that's <laughs> where sure, I do like a lot of it. it's like I just think they're they're so wise everything that they are basically is so rich with understanding of our own human experience. Like just the fact that their roots are so unbelievably deep in the ground and their branches are so high in the sky. Like this is, this is really like what we need. We need to be grounded, but we need to be connected. And you just think about, they're so rooted in the ground that the windiest of days, you know, granted there are some heavy, heavy weather that can knock one out, but typically the average wind does not, take out a tree and same with when a tree drops an acorn like that acorn has all the knowledge in the world to be what it's going to be and it never questions it it just knows that when it gets planted in the earth that it's going to grow and what it's going to be you know and it's just there's just so much there there's a lot one of the things that I often will encourage my clients to do is like you know go and sit with the tree you know go and just feel the energy coming off of it like talk to them they're so wise and they I, I I feel like they're kind of like guardians of humans in some ways when you think about what they do you know they provide so much for us it's like how can they not how can they not be more important than than just cleaning the air like they there's so much more to them I could go all day on just trees because <laughs> I, I just you. I think they're amazing and incredible and they're just just rich information
1: yeah, they're symbiotic beings with us, and to me, the oneness is everywhere you look. It is the what we're all made of. But if you look at the the root system of a tree, and you look at how they symbiotically communicate with each other, and with mycelia and the fungi and the the bacteria and the proto the whole ecosystem going on there from the micro to the macro. That's how I think about life from the micro to the macro. Mm-hmm. It it's how I think we would all benefit from thinking about life in some way, even if it's just human being to human being, thinking about how we're a microcosm of a macrocosm.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And why intuition even works because there's a much larger field of information that we're all sharing.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the things that I really like about intuition than is it's everywhere. If I'm following what I've been taught is that every part of Mother Earth has its own energy. And so one of the things that I feel lucky to be able to do is that I can connect to that energy. And it's it's kind of surprised me as it's evolved over time, because it first started out as just like these dreams of people. And then it started happening in waking life. And then it started happening with plants and animals. And then I'm just like, you know it just kind of it kind of grew but it, it confirmed that whole everything has an energy and that you can connect to that energy and I apply that to working with clients because it's the same thing with emotions they all have an energy and it's just like okay well let's connect to that energy let's hear what it has to say and that's where things get really interesting when I'm working with clients because I people are like well what can I expect in this session I'm like you can expect anything, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, I don't always know where it's going to go. It's, I can tell you where we're going to start. And then once I get in there, it depends on what your energy is telling me, mm-hmm. you know, and, it, and it's really exciting. It's, it's very like, sometimes I'm laughing and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I can't believe what I'm hearing like this, you know, and sometimes it doesn't even make sense. Sometimes it's like, Hey, this is what I'm getting. This is what I'm hearing. And then the other person will be like, Oh, that totally makes sense. And I'm like, thank God, because it did not for me. I'm like, I don't know. What what does this mean? But yeah. So it's really neat to take all of this information and see how it keeps fitting everywhere, everywhere I go. It fits. It makes sense. It's, it's logical. Mm. Yeah.
1: And so you shared with me that some of this, the learning and the knowing you're talking about as a child that came through the the maternal side was from medicine women that you are descended from.
0: Yeah. So for me, I don't feel those words fit for who I am and, and what I do, but I was raised being taught that I came from a long lineage of medicine women. One of my favorite memories was I used to, and I still do have these dreams where this Big brown bear is chasing me, and I was telling my grandma this, and she's just like, "Oh, that's your great 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 grandmother quit running from her and stop and listen to what she has to say and I just like i I laugh every time I think of that because I still haven't learned how to stop running in that dream and say, "Okay, what's up? <laughs> it's fascinating to know that I do come from a line of very powerful women and who they had this knowledge and they got to pass it down. And I don't know, it just, it's such a good reminder that ancestors are so important. And, you know, one of the things like when I'm working with people, it's like, you know, I invite your ancestors to be here. I expect them to be here. They're going to be here because they're always going to be part of us and what we do. And they still care. And they still want to see us healing and and moving forward and being our best selves. That's pretty cool. So kind of hammers home that whole point of like, we're never alone. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my favorite spiritual truths is like, you're never alone. You might feel alone, but you're never alone. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm.
1: And so the work you're doing is inviting all these different energetic, ancestral forces. And would you say that it's like mediumship or you don't even, you don't want to put yourself in a box and I get that. I think how to best understand you and your passions is my goal.
0: Absolutely. I would definitely say psychic and medium abilities are there. I really dislike the word psychic. It's just Mm. gotten such a bad rap over the years of, you know, whatever. But I can connect with past loved ones and I can intuit information from your energetic self and your true self a lot. And this is where... I like to do the work for people because when I work with people, I guess my goal is I just I, I've learned there's a process to healing, right? There's a process and a cycle to everything. And my goal with each client is to act, teach them this process. I don't want anybody to be dependent on me. That's not my hope. My hope is that I can teach this information to you And then you can learn to do this on your own because we're all multidimensional beings that are extremely powerful and wise beyond our own awareness. And I believe we all just have those answers within. And my hope is to help you reconnect with your own spirit, your own higher self, your guides, your ancestors, so you can do this for yourself on your own.
1: Mm.
0: That's always my aim. And that's why I say a guide or a teacher because that's what I want to do. I want to guide people and teach people to do this for themselves. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that leads well into my question that I have next, because I was thinking about how what you're doing intersects beautifully with sort of the traditional therapy model and also takes because it takes some of the best aspects of it which is about empowering people to become their own healer their own source of expansion to know themselves and not become dependent on just seeing someone for this expansion work this growth and it's different what you're doing too it is like it is completely different and outside of the bounds of some of the restrictions and maybe it's not even maybe it complements beautifully but my next question is What does mental health revolution mean to you?
0: I really think that what that means is we're changing how people can access it. You know, like this idea that people have to go to somebody else for the answers, I, it's, I think it's got to go. The, the, like, if I'm living with the belief that we're all powerful, multidimensional beings that are capable of unlimited potential, that means you're capable of your own healing. That's for me, like revolutionary. It's like, you don't have to get these answers from somebody else. You are capable of this. You might need a little bit of guiding or mentoring, but once you learn the way, you you have the tools, they're yours, you've got this and, and you can trust yourself and your own inner guidance for what you need. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny because as a counselor, you know, I spent a good part of my first years being just in the psychology mindset. And I would often post to clients, well, how do you think that you could solve this issue or whatever? Right. I probably worded it much more eloquently, but that's basically the question. And I was always like in awe over the solutions people were coming up for themselves. And I'm like, like, I don't really need to be here. I just need to help you know what questions to ask yourself to get to where you want to be. And that, to me, this is revolutionary. Like, we need other people because we need connection, but they're not more, they're not above us in terms of needing them to heal.
1: Yeah, there is an inborn kind of hierarchy in the structure that starts at the educational level and then moves into As you continue through the education and then you go into work and you have supervisors and you have even the therapist, a client, power differential that can be there. And it's incredible how powerful it can be to overcome that or to see that it's there, but to move past it. And I know as a supervisor, that's a big piece of what I'm doing because we were all children once and Mm -hmm. inherently in our culture still Parents have power, children may or may not have any. So we're working that out as soon as we feel that power differential as we age. I know with supervisees, it's such a beautiful opportunity because projection comes up hard with that I'm the supervisor and the feeling is that I have more power. And it's amazing because we can work through some of it. But if we don't, and if you think about some therapy models, if we don't move through that then the person still feels that need to go to someone else because they are the powerful other with the answers. And the reason I feel we've all come here is to better the oneness, but also grow and discover ourselves. This is like a big playground and we didn't come to be told
0: Absolutely. And I agree wholeheartedly. And I think that's my my mission is definitely to empower people to access their own innate knowledge so they can they can access healing on their own, on their own time, in their own way, that in a way that, you know, builds them up. They get to walk away and be like, I did that. You know, and I, I spend a lot of time saying that to clients. Like, you know, they say thank you again. I'm like, You did it. You showed up. You did the work, you answered the questions, like you, were, you provided the solution. I just guided you, that's it. And, and it's really exciting, like I get really like geeked about it, like I'm like, you know, when I'm sitting with clients and, you know, the intuition comes in, it's like, okay, well, sometimes their higher selves are like, you can't explain it that way, you got to do it this way. And it's, so I, I've had to learn how to weave together traditional spiritual knowledge with psychology I was sitting there the other day reflecting on it. I'm like, man, I could explain things in so many different ways. And that's really cool. And it's exciting to be with people and be like, okay, how is this individual need to hear this? You know, how, how can I best word this? So they can hear me, you know, not just hear me, but like hear me in their heart. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty neat. And so empowering people to learn the process, to understand the cycles of healing and and how to access that for themselves is just like it's so cool.
1: I love that empowering work, and I think it's so cool to hear. the The image that comes to me is like a team. Like you have the client, who of course has is the expert on them, and has whether they can tap into it at that point or not. I think it's what you're teaching them is this these intuitive abilities, and then your tapping in to their whole team of guides their higher self which are then giving you even more insight and it's mm-hmm. sort of like a team all yep. to help the client and i imagine to help you too because i don't know about you i'll just speak for myself but in in bringing some of my abilities in i there's i can not bring them in at this point no matter what kind of model i'm working in bringing that in helps me guide the person, but it also gives me a lot of ahas yeah
0: absolutely absolutely and i it is a team, and it's interesting, like whenever I do spiritual sessions, I open with prayer all mm-hmm. the time and and I in my prayer right, I would say like I invite like collaborated unconscious beings of love, ancestors, guides, past loved ones, like join us like and i it's it's like I'm sitting at this round table and usually I'm on one side and the person is, you know, in another chair, but I could literally see them joining us. And I could feel that like the air in the room changes. And it's such a cool feeling. Like it's, it's almost, it's indescribable, but one of the neat things about it is you always feel so light after. And that's one of the things every client says to me, they're like, ah, I'm like, I just, I feel light and I know what I need to do. And mm-hmm. I'm like, boom that's what I want you to feel I want you to leave here and know what you need to do you know and and go and do it and then when you get stuck you know try to work through it but if you really are stuck then you come back and then we'll work through that and then you know you keep going and and this is the model that I applied to my own healing too Mm -hmm. so like this is like and I always treat myself like the lab rat it's like okay I'm gonna try this stuff out on me and see how it works and then then I at least know and I you know and typical traditional culture like we do a lot of storytelling like that's part of you know how we share so i i will if it is in a client's best interest to hear about the you know troubles that i've had and how i've gotten through it and how things have helped me then i'll do that it's kind of neat very cool
1: it's fascinating that we're on a podcast and people can't see us and the the concepts and the experiences you're putting into words are difficult to put into words they're feeling there's an energy so it'll be interesting to see how that translates through just words through these podcasts and so just to give the listeners an insight we're going to move eventually into a separate episode that is a coaching episode so i have two last questions and they'll kind of leave us on a cliffhanger, but bring us into that next episode eventually. But before I ask those, I'm wondering if there's anywhere that clients could connect with you.
0: Yeah, so right now I'm in the process of starting my private virtual practice. So I do have a Facebook page. My business is called Wildfire Intuitive Wellness. And yes, so I am in the process. I'm hoping mid-September is when I will be up and running, just waiting on all that paperwork to go through. And then, yeah, you can track me down on social media.
1: Okay. And by the time this airs, it will be past mid-September. And what I will do in the show notes is give people a link to anything that by the time this goes live, you have going on. So they'll be able to find that.
0: Yes, I am in, in the process of working on a webpage. In addition to the Facebook page, I'm hoping very soon have that webpage up and running.
1: Okay. So then one of the last questions is when have you taken a risk and gone after a dream or desire?
0: Oh, geez. (laughs) To be honest, I, there are so many little moments, but I feel like, I feel like my whole life is just kind of speaks to that. Like, you know, I, I haven't had it easy. And I've really had to work hard and push through a lot of struggles. Um, I became a mom when I was young. I had to make a decision to, you know, go to school and know that I would struggle for a few years. And, and I did. And I I remember my first like little bit in school, like I didn't understand a lot of the language and I had a, a dictionary and I'd highlight every word that didn't make sense. And, and I think that, that for me was the the first time I ever had a dream and that was to be an addictions counselor. And that, and I pushed through, you know, being a single mom, I knew I would struggle. I knew I would be poor for a while, but this was the only way, you know, there's only one way and it's through it. And that's, Mm. that was what I did and it set this whole trajectory on this path, like is really what happened. So I'm so happy. I took that risk. I have no regrets. Zero for that path, anyway. (laughs)
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, knowing what I do about your life, you have had a fascinating life and you are a very resilient person. So I imagine we could, just like the trees, we could probably all day talk about the places where you've taken a risk and gone after a dream. And so, my last question, which will lead us into eventually the next episode of coaching, my question is when have you held yourself back? from fully living a dream or desire.
0: I really think in terms of getting this wildfire intuitive wellness going, like I, I had a mentor way back in 2016 who fully encouraged and believed I was ready then. I didn't think I was ready. There are 101 reasons why, but I, I was scared is really the ultimate you know answer is I had a lot of fear of the unknown. I'm one of those people who likes to be absolutely certain before I take a step, and that has held me back a lot and so it's kind of cool because this time around, I have no clue what's next. I have no clue what I'm doing. i just I'm just moving forward, but yeah, I did. I held myself back in in twenty sixteen from doing this i I was scared and I just didn't have that trust in myself and the universe at that time.
1: Hmm. Well, that is such a beautiful place to end this interview. And I appreciate so much what you've said. And we'll pick this up and find out more about that. And I'll offer any coaching I can to help you get launched.
0: Thank you so much. I really hope that it was helpful for somebody somewhere.
1: Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Betty. Thanks for listening to Therapist Expanded. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast to help more of our colleagues join the revolution.